Welcome to the last episode of Pitland Parlay in 2023. Mr. Malukas joins us. We have some sort of random trivia that Frenchie's going to go through. But first, I want David's answer on our question from last week. The most annoying holiday song is what? Oh, boy. Um... Dude, I'm going to honestly go for the classic Jingle Bells. <laughs> like, okay. I Anytime I hear, I think it's just because it's, you know, it's such a main theme and everybody's playing it no matter where you go. You just hear it playing and I'm walking through the streets and just playing everywhere. I'm going to, that's probably going to be my go-to. And what are your thoughts on the holiday classic, A Christmas Story? Yay or nay? Uh, I'm gonna say yay. I think it's, I I I like it. I'm I'm um. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of shit in in a group chat about how much Frenchie and I don't like that movie, but I think it's just like one of those things that, like when I was in school, and you know you always like watch movies right before the holidays when teachers don't want to do shit, and it was always a Christmas story, Shrek, or shit something else that just like so like i oh uh sandlot so like i don't like sandlot because i saw it 50 times you know before yeah. easter break every year or whatever but shrek rules so shrek is fine shrek is really good shrek, shrek is, is fine shrek's I don't, good i don't dislike shrek like i do sandlot and a christmas story but well, now that i've alienated many people maybe i should stop talking christmas story is I mean, it's more just like a classic. I don't know. It's something that you kind of, I feel like you would just put in the background, low volume and just let it play. That's kind of the type of movie it is. It's not one where you actually sit down and, and pay attention, heavily watch and deep. It's not like a Christopher Nolan film, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. That's, I can respect, I, I can, I can live with that. If it's on in the background and I'm doing something, I, I'd be okay. I'm probably still not going to pay attention to it at all, but I could, you know, I could handle that at least. I'm imagining the Christopher Nolan adaptation of A Christmas Story. That would <laughs> be Christmas. epic. <laughs> it would be insane. Can can we make that heck? Like, can we start a petition to make that happen? Because I would, I would 100, you know, see it on Christmas Day or whatever it takes to to make that happen. But Frenchie, are you are you excited for your holiday plans? Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see family. I, I think sometimes you get a little sick of certain people, right? Maybe oh, yeah. over if oh, you yeah. see them too often, but usually I'm not like that with my family. I'm happy to see them and we don't spend like the entire time together. My family is pretty local to me. So we yeah. see them for the day and then go home. So I don't think I get that overwhelmed feeling of I need to go hide in the bathroom because I can't handle everyone right now that I hear from a lot of people who have people over at their house and that kind of stuff. So I don't know what you guys are doing with that. I think you're Mike, I know you're spending time with your, your family. You're going to be all in the same place. Yeah, we do Connecticut. We leave tonight. And yeah, that this I'm interested because it will be the first time that like my girlfriend will be around my family for like more than just like, you know, six or seven hours or whatever. So Hopefully she can survive how <laughs> I was going to say how obnoxious we can be. They're not obnoxious. They're just, you know, chatty and it can be overwhelming. And I'm sure like once my nephew gets there, 
he'll be loud early in the morning and like i'm not a morning person she's definitely not a morning person so that'll be interesting and then we do two days two and a half days with her family and they're super awesome so i'm not like all that worried about that but it's gonna be it's gonna be very tiring and then after five days of that we'll drive back home and she immediately goes to work like that evening and so that's gonna be hard i feel kind of bad but David, what are you up to for the holidays? Are you traveling? No. So actually, my uh, my family is heading to Hawaii. Um, yeah, my sister recently moved over there. So she everybody's going to be going over there. Um, however, from my side, I will be staying here in Indy um, just because moved in, need to get the whole place built up. Um, but I won't be spending it alone as my other sister. She'll be heading down from Chicago. So it'll just be me and my sister. Um, nice. something a bit different, I'm not getting the whole family together, but um, I don't know. Then maybe after the holidays and once I actually get things done, because I want to make sure I have everything done in the house before things start kind of kicking back up because then it's just gonna get really busy and the place isn't gonna be ready for a whole year, you know. So I want to make sure it's all get done and ready. Yeah, that's fair. When when do you have like your first or next like testing stuff that you need to travel for? Well, that's all kind of a bit unknown now with the whole hybrid mess up. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah. I don't really know what the deal is. And I think we'll probably get an update once, you know, post holidays. Frenchie, should we dive into whatever this trivia stuff is? I don't know these questions, so I don't know how to frame what we're about to do here. So I'll leave that to you. Okay, so I know we did like Christmas trivia, I think around the same time last year. Yeah. And so this year I switched it up and it has nothing to do with Christmas. It's all about racing, but it's with the December twist on stuff. So essentially I've got five questions. I'm going to give you each some details and you have to tell me what these dates, like who they connect to, which famous racing person. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I'm not particularly confident right now, but you know, let's Wait, okay. Hold on. So you're going to give like a specific date and or like event and we have to relate it to a driver yeah but i'm gonna give you more context than just the date so i'm gonna tell you the date and then sort of what happened on that date and then you'll tell me which person it's associated with okay here we go this might be the quickest trivia ever because probably neither of us are gonna get any of these right i don't yeah yeah you're gonna know all these people but sure i figured it was easier for me to to say i don't Frenchie's losing. His I don't know voice. what just happened to my voice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think it, it's going to be easier for me to tell you like the date rather than have you like tell you a person and be like, guess the date that this happened. So okay. it, it could right. it could have been harder, right? All right. Let's make it. Let's let's let's. Uh, I was trying to say like instead of rock and roll, like let's. I don't know. Drop down the chimney. Okay. Let's. Okay. Let's... Wait. But what's what's the, what's <laughs> the spam like of euphemism? Of What's the spam of these drivers that we're about to like? Is it like good question? History? Is it like, is it just IndyCar specific? Is it everything? Is it so almost all of them are IndyCar related? One person, and you'll see, is a team owner. But the span, yeah, it goes through, I mean, history, but not, I'm not going back to like the 20s. Like you'll, we're not going back super far. Because I okay. couldn't even find that much information on that. All right. Well, I let's hope. Let's hope I can do this. Yeah, me too. 
This one I feel like is really obscure, but we'll, we'll start, start with this one. Okay. Okay. Right. So oh, on boy. December 6, 1999, an episode of the NBC sitcom Suddenly Susan, which I had never heard of, it starred Brooke Shields, uh, featured both Jerry Springer and this multiple car and IndyCar driver and multiple Indy 500 winner as guest stars. So who is the IndyCar driver? cart driver at the time i guess it would have been that was on this nbc sitcom in 1999 wow. i can give you hints if you need he's a multiple indy 500 winner ari leyendike no boy okay. give me give me some more but nice hair is is associated with this individual as well nice hair okay that's that's not particularly helpful for me at least but this is still so hard like 1999 i wasn't even alive man i got uh, true uh, and i've never heard of the sitcom so this one was pretty obscure but now people are going to know that this person was on tv on a random nbc sitcom wait who is he with what was the other person jerry springer was the other guest star Hey there, Cyber Wanderers. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by NordVPN, the digital guardian angel that keeps your online ventures safe and sound. Imagine a magical cloak of invisibility for your internet travels. That's NordVPN in a nutshell. It's like having a secret passage to the internet's enchanted forest. Go to nordvpn.com slash parlay and you'll get four free months added on to your two-year plan. NordVPN not only shields your online presence, but also lets you teleport to any corner of the globe. Say goodbye to digital borders and hello to a world where the internet is your playground. I've recently used NordVPN to connect to servers across the world. It was like I had a virtual stamp passport stamped with digital adventures. And here's the cherry on top, guys. NordVPN is as user-friendly as a wizard's spell. A single click and wow, you're connected. Plus, their servers are so fast. It's like having a magical steed racing through the online realm. NordVPN is all about keeping secrets, too. Your online activities remain as mysterious as a well-kept spellbook. They've got strict no-logs policies, and their customer support is like having a team of digital wizards at your beck and call. Ready for the magic words? Head to nordvpn.com slash parlay, and you'll get, again, get four free months added on to your two-year plan and as always there is a wonderful 30-day money-back guarantee okay. I, I don't even i like i'm i'm so stressed right now i can't even remember like who's won indy 500s right now so <laughs> you know we're, we're off to a rousing start <laughs> okay do you have another hint? do you have another hint for us I'm trying to think of another hint that i could give you um so this individual was also i guess it happened later on but they married someone in the film and TV industry. Dario. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I'm happy I didn't guess because I was going to guess something completely different. But <laughs> What was your guess? No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> okay, touche. <clears throat> okay, so on December 7th, 1968, Dan Gurney won the Rex Mace 300 at Riverside International Raceway and was followed home by this member of a famous racing family who clinched the USAC championship by finishing second on that day. How do you find this information? It's like so <laughs> specific. It was, yeah. there's not much activity in racing in December. So I had to scour the internet to find anything that was any races that took place. And I mean, a TV guest star spot for Dario Franchitti in December. That's how desperate I was getting to find racing related stuff. 
Can can you uh, can you repeat the question one more time, even though it's not going to help me? Yes. So, on December seventh, nineteen sixty eight, Dan Gurney <laughs> won when? the <laughs> when <laughs> December seventh, nineteen sixty eight, nineteen sixty eight. I wasn't even alive then. But you you guys know who this person is. Trust me. Sure. Dan Dan Gurney won the Rex Maze three hundred at Riverside International Raceway. <laughs> And in second place was this member of a famous racing family who clinched the USAC championship by finishing second. I'm just going to guess based on the timeline, Mario Andretti. No, unfortunately, he <sighs> finished second in the championship behind this person. Okay, so it's a famous race. Uh, is it an Unser? Yeah. Bobby Unser? Uh, yep. Bobby Unser? Bobby Unser. Uncle Bobby. Listen, I am out of my depth for these. <laughs> Listen, Wait, I, no, am, I have I have two I'm McLaren related questions coming up, so I was oh, going to throw no. you a little bit of a bone here. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble now. <laughs> no, nah, you'll get these. I think. Wait, can we can we take a break before we get to the next question? Because I'm staring at my phone right now. The blind decorating your McLaren holiday tree just popped up on my phone. That looks like an incredibly fun task to do. Was it enjoyable to blind decorate a tree, and how how challenging was it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty fun. We it was it was very challenging because they didn't they had the ornaments and didn't even have the little um little hook. You know, it's actually yeah, put yeah. Tree, So we kind of tried like shove it into the tree. So a lot of it just <laughs> kept falling. Um, and then Rossi was in charge of the wrapping to kind of get it wrapped around and he failed like halfway through and he didn't get the bottom part. But it was really fun knowing in the fact that in your mind, you're visualizing how it's going to look and then you sure. take the ball off and it looks nothing like what you visualized. And is that tree decorated like in the shop still? Like, is it still like, you know, all gnarly decorated somewhere? Unfortunately, no. Uh -huh. uh, Cause I mean, well, we did that. I mean, that content day, when did that happen? I think that was like October, I think. It was okay. a long time yeah. ago. Well, it was even before. It was like either early October or late September because we did it before Halloween. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so we did a long time ago. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Frenchie. Okay. So on December 12th, 1946... So this person is old. That's not not something that happened on this day. Forty six. So, <laughs> yes. So like right after World War Two. My parents yeah, this, weren't even alive then. No, but this driver was born on that day, right? And this person okay. was the individual who won McLaren's first F one championship, and he was also the youngest F one world champion until Lewis Hamilton took that away from him in two thousand eight. Oh, who's even before? Okay, hold on. My childhood was Lewis Hamilton, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, boy. What if I tell you where he I was need a born? Hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. This, poor, this individual was born in Brazil. No. I yeah. Can't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not Tony Kanon. They like orange juice. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving the Lucas a chance on, on this one. I'm trying, I'm trying to be, have my holiday cheer and, and let him get one of these. 
Mm. I'm about to text him the answer. So, so he, <laughs> no, <laughs> they had famous I, sideburns. I I think I know the answer when you said orange juice, but I I don't I'm I don't know if I should say and get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just tell me, and then I I want to know if I was right. I would guess okay. Fittipaldi, uh, Emerson Fittipaldi. Okay, so that is correct. Okay. Okay. The orange juice is what gave me. I'm not gonna lie though. Everything else, I had no idea of what. Yeah. What the orange juice is the only thing that helped me. Yeah. So you just said orange juice, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love that. That's like what he's known for: not being McLaren's first F1 championship. Nope. Yeah, champion. I had no, I, I'm not gonna lie. I had no <laughs> idea. For the youngest champion, he was 25 when he won, and then Lewis Hamilton was like 23. It took forever for that to get broken. Wow. I, you know, because when you as soon as you said youngest, I was like Lewis Hamilton. I'm like, wait, but how does this relate to 19? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton never ages. He's still, yeah, you know, he's yeah, 90 exactly. years old, but he looks like he's, I don't know, yeah. 41 or however old he actually is. Yeah. He's like, no, we found it the other day. He's still under 40. 38, 41, whatever. Yeah. Well, he's 40? He's close to it. Oh, okay. He was born 30. in 1985, I think. I have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure he was born. I don't know why I remember years. Yeah. that's. I guess that's why I did this uh, quiz. And for me, this is like, oh, yeah. This makes right. sense. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, okay, go ahead. So on December 16th, 1982, this legendary team principal, along with famous car designer John Barnard, bought out shares to take control of McLaren International. Okay, wait, so this isn't a driver? No, it's a team owner. Okay, wait, repeat the question then. Yeah, yeah, thank okay, you. Okay, so... In 1982, this team principal, along with car designer John Barnard, partnered to buy out the previous owners of McLaren and take control of it. In 1982? I have mm -hmm. enough trouble remembering what I ate for breakfast three hours ago. So I'm glad you and me can relate on that. I can't remember what I did yesterday, so hold on. <laughs> 1982. Is, is it, can you, like, is it a current owner of any racing team? No, but this person was the team principal of McLaren for a long time. Ron Dennis? Yep. Double guns. Listen, I would have... When did, when did he... When did he move away from McLaren? I think Zach Brown took over from Ron Dennis, but maybe not. I have to find that. Let me see real quick for you. He was removed... In 2016, from management roles, but remained as director of the company and 25% shareholder until 2017. So that would have been when Zach Brown took over, right? Uh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Oh, wow. So it was right before Zach Brown. So he, he had 37 years as the head of McLaren. That's pretty impressive. I'll, all right. That's yeah, actually pretty strong. Or 30-year association. He, I guess he was the head of McLaren for however long. Yeah, 1982. I mean, okay. that's, that's still impressive. This one is a little bit more recent, so hopefully you'll you'll get this last one. This will be a little more obvious. I'm, okay. I'm not, well, I'm not my optimistic. Hope, my hopes are low. Okay. <laughs> so on December 17th, 1980, this Indy 500 winner and IndyCar champion who also raced in Champ Car was born. Wait, okay, repeat. He it. drove so he, this year as well. This person who drove, drove some this races year. He this raced year. Champ Car. He and then what? He won. He won 
the IndyCar Championship and the Indy 500. He's a winner of both. How many times? Uh, one each. I have a guess, but I'm... Hold on, when was he born? December 17th, 1980. And he's won it once. Okay. Oh, I got this. But I'm going to, you know, holiday cheer this and give it to David. Um, I can't Google, can I? Probably not. No, but you've met this person. I guarantee it. You know who this is. I know. Yeah, I know. It's just there's different options. Won it once each. Trying to think of another hint I could give. Um, I need like one smaller hand. I think I know who you're talking about. They drove for one team for a really long time. So they were associated with this one team and one specific sponsor for a really long time. It, and then what? They switched just with... Are recently. They... Yeah, they recently like changed teams to when they participated in IndyCar this year. Like how recent... Uh, like, I think they had ne- not really driven for another team until they started this year. I mean, they had in Champ Car and stuff, I assume, but Wait, are they, they still had... driving now? Uh, I, I guess that's maybe potentially they could be an eighty five hundred driver next year. I don't think my guess is right. No, my guess is not right now. Hold on. Um, what was your guess? Hold on, I'm thinking. Hold on. Um, okay, so 1982, That's gonna be. He wait. No, 1980. 1980. Yeah, they were born. That's in when they were born. Yeah, December 17th. So they are what? They like... just turned 43. 43. Who's who's 43 and only won it once? And they were they're not driving anymore now. You said, but only a possible. Mm, okay, I think my guess is back on. Yeah, I don't think they've been announced as driving anything for 2024, but they did participate in 2023. I don't know how the how old the person is. Pagano? No, that's a close guess. I think he was born in 1984. Only one at once. I'm trying to think of other hints I could give you for this person. Oh, okay. Um... They are related by marriage to Robbie Gordon. Oh, I, uh, yep. I- ignore, ignore the suggestion I sent you via text message. It is definitely not correct. I know, I know, I, I know what it <laughs> now is. Now you know who it is, right? I know who it is now. Yeah. When yeah. you texted me that, I just, I knew it wasn't. It came, no, I yeah. want to know who you said. My, my guess originally was Kanan because, you know, he's, no, he's born in 1974. Okay. Yeah. How the hell am I supposed to know that? Because you have to memorize dates. No, just kidding. <laughs> I have a multi-page to-do list just for today. So, hey, so I def- do I, but this is what my brain decides to do instead. <laughs> At four o'clock in the morning, you're like, what year was Tony Kanon born in? I think he might have been born in December as well, actually. I don't know these people's ages. Like... <laughs> Enough. 
Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. This guy does not look 43, in my opinion. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Tony was born on December 31st, 1974. Yeah, Damn it, I could have done him. Oh, Ryan Hunter Ray. Okay. Yes. Nailed it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? He does not look 43. He was with Ed Carpenter yep, okay. last year. As I don't soon, think as he's soon, doing so anything I else. Thinking, I was thinking about it, and as soon as you said it... um. I was thinking who else it would be because it would be Pagano because Pagano like recently kind of yeah. you know has this deal yep. happening, um, and then and then I was thinking I'm like okay well it's definitely not TK because TK I, I yeah because I knew how old he was it didn't add up but then as soon as I guessed it I was like Hunter Ray but I was like I don't want to say Hunter Ray because I don't actually know his age so I googled his age <laughs> forty three and then as soon as I googled it I saw your text so I was like okay yeah it is Hunter Ray yeah isn't his wife Robbie Gordon's sister I think so. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys a question about Joseph because he's also born in December, but I feel like that was so going to be too obvious. When, and then it, when you first said it, because then I just heard 500 winner once, and then I was like, oh, well, it's New Garden. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, not a 1980, though. Jeez. He was born in 1990. <laughs> uh, I looked up New Garden. Do you know what his middle name is, by the way? Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Is it like something like crazy name? Yeah, it's Nikolai. Nikolai, wow. My middle name is actually Joseph, but spelled the other way. Okay, so not with an F, with a PH. Yes. Fair. Well, yeah. 
Frenchie, do you have anything else? No, those are my five questions. Okay. I didn't want to make you guys think any harder than that. Listen, yeah, that was that was that's a really lot. tough for me. That was that was really hard. Hopefully, the listeners got some of those as they were playing along. Maybe, maybe not. I probably got I all of them right. It's just <laughs> for me, you gotta you gotta stick within a short window of history of like from 2001 to 2023 <laughs> anything that i've seen then i would know but okay then next year that's my plan at the end of next year we're current, doing that current day only range. current yeah, yeah, I yes do, that. do do that just so i can actually have a chance because even that is still going to be tough for me but but I'll, I'll have a chance to do that i'm trying to think wait so yeah but ron dennis was still the owner of mclaren while you were alive dario Franchitti was still around ryan hunter ray so those were like kind of no, in the, your era yeah, but they yeah, started no. way before that yes but hunter ray like, Bobby that good, like that was a good one that one took that one took a minute but yeah, that, that was, one was a, a good one is that one you had you know other you could also yeah uh, there's a lot of drivers who are a decent amount of drivers who are right around that age that yeah was throwing me off yeah no it was it was a good one especially because you said it was like a recent driver and then hunter ray kind of goes a bit under the radar when you think of that so yeah. I was just like, hmm. And he could be 500 the, only, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because he kind of did like the halfway season switch, you know? So it's like he kind of yeah. goes under the radar on that thought. But that was yeah, a good the, when When you said he has spent most of his career with one team and recently switched, that threw me off because I was like, okay, my TK guess is definitely not correct now. And like David said, because, yeah. he, you know, Hunter Ray switched halfway through last year. That threw me off because I almost like forgot that he raced. No offense to him or Ed Carpenter. It just kind of wasn't particularly relevant in my mind in on December 21st. Well, Connor Daly also was born in September or December, and I was going to do a hint about him, but that was even harder because he's driven for like every team <laughs> and has not had many full seasons. He's shared sure. rides most of the time. So it's like, I don't know what to say. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. You could have said that. He's driven for almost every team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not you're not wrong. What what teams hasn't he driven for? Penske. Ganassi. Yeah, that's probably it. He drove Andrew for Freddy, has he driven for? Yeah, the five hundred uh and a couple races in Did he drive for Arrow? Yeah. He filled in for Marcus a couple times when Marcus was injured or Hinch, maybe. I think both. I think he filled in yeah. for both when Marcus had to go do F1 reserve stuff. And oh, yeah, that was so dumb with, with Sauber. Yeah. Wait, let's see. Hold on. I'm looking at all the teams he's driven he, for. He drove for Coin. He drove for Foyt. Yep. He drove for Arrow. He Ed Carpenter. Drove for ECR. Oh, he drove for Schmidt Peterson. So I yep. guess that kind of counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I accounts. Andretti, yeah, you're right. And Carlin. That's crazy. And Meyer Shank and Ray Hall now. So yeah, it's really Wow, he's been everywhere. Just I think what you said. Pensky Andretti. Was well, he he drove for Yunkos in like the lower ladder series, right? Like in Oh, he drove for Harding USF Racing or something. in Toronto, or at least in Toronto or part of that year before yeah, Harding. Harding is well, I guess I'm saying like before have... before George Steinbrenner was really involved with them. What is Dale Coin racing with Tom Burns racing? I don't even remember uh, that. That was the 500, the year he had the like fighter pilot looking car livery. Oh, okay. 
that was another one of those like Tom Burns racing was like, you know, that we're going to have our own full season entry next year that like never was heard from ever again. I don't even know who Tom Burns is. Um, apparently Bob Lazier, I guess was, oh, he's an Indianapolis based property developer, Tom Burns. Shout out Tom Burns. Go Tom. All right. Well, David, I hope you have a lovely holiday. And Frenchie, I hope you have a nice holiday. Oh, mine's I only hope... nice, not lovely. What the yeah. hell, man? I... <laughs> <laughs> I almost I almost started using curse words and then I remembered I don't feel like editing this because I need to get packing. So everybody listening, hope you enjoy trivia and have a happy holiday. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys are a lot better at trivia than, <laughs> <laughs> than either of us. That was pretty sad. This this is why I like Frenchie leading trivia, because if it was like me against Frenchie or like Frenchie against you, like it would be oh, like, would get... it would be seven nothing and or five nothing. And he would answer every question in like 15 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I don't think I would have gotten the Bobby Unser or Dario ones. I had no idea Dario was ever a guest on some yeah, NBC the sitcom. sitcom. Was the hardest one. That yeah, one was really, you like, started with the hardest one. Like that was an irrelevant sitcom. Apparently, it ran for four seasons. I've never heard of it. Maybe people listening watched it, but it was from like '96 to 2000. It ran. Yeah, I yeah with not. Brooke Shields as the lead actress, who like doesn't even I don't think act anymore. Couldn't tell you. I don't watch and a lot Kathy of TV. Griffin. Yeah. All right. Well, happy holidays. Go find that for the holidays. Go find that. Go watch Let it. Us, go watch it and report back to us what you think of it. Okay. Hey there, Cyber Wanderers. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by NordVPN, the digital guardian angel that keeps your online ventures safe and sound. Imagine a magical cloak of invisibility for your internet travels. That's NordVPN in a nutshell. It's like having a secret passage to the internet's enchanted forest. Go to nordvpn.com slash parlay and you'll get four free months added on to your two-year plan. NordVPN not only shields your online presence, but also lets you teleport to any corner of the globe. Say goodbye to digital borders and hello to a world where the internet is your playground. I've recently used NordVPN to connect to servers across the world. It was like I had a virtual stamp passport stamped with digital adventures. And here's the cherry on top, guys. NordVPN is as user-friendly as a wizard's spell. A single click, and wow, you're connected. Plus, their servers are so fast. It's like having a magical steed racing through the online realm. NordVPN is all about keeping secrets, too. Your online activities remain as mysterious as a well-kept spellbook. They've got strict no-logs policies, and their customer support is like having a team of digital wizards at your beck and call. Ready for the magic words? Head to nordvpn.com slash parlay, and you'll get, again, get four free months added on to your two-year plan. And as always, there is a wonderful 30-day money-back guarantee if things don't work out. Big thanks to NordVPN for adding a touch of magic to our podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series 
from Crowd Network.